This morning we'll be hearing from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given to you in Christ Jesus. For in him every way you have been enriched, in speech, in knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated as we pray. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength and redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning. Good morning. Welcome back for those of you who traveled. Welcome to a place of rest for those of you who have been hosting family for the past week. Micah and I traveled to Huntsville. Micah, Peanut, and I, our dog, to Huntsville to be with his family for the past week. And we did all of the Thanksgiving classics. We lounged around a lot. We watched some football. We watched the parade. We ate a lot of food and did all of this with family and friends. Because of this, Thanksgiving has become my favorite holiday over the years because it's simple. You gather, you eat, and you leave. You go back home. It doesn't have the pressures of finding the perfect costume that's unique and unlike anybody else's on Halloween. And on the other side, it doesn't have the pressures of finding 25 perfect presents for everyone in your life like you do on Christmas. <coughs> Perhaps Thanksgiving is sometimes overlooked because it lacks the glitz and glamour, goblins and garlands of Halloween and Christmas. But it would be a shame to skip over Thanksgiving. For me and my family, Thanksgiving has always been a time when things seem to slow down. We got out of school for a week, my parents were off work for a week, and we all gathered together with family from near and far and celebrated what we had to be grateful for. These are simple, priceless moments. But how many times do we miss those moments of rest and gratitude because we've already moved on to Christmas? And it's so easy to do so. When Black Friday deals start mid-November, Christmas decorations have been up since October in stores, <laughs> how could you not already be thinking about how you're going to decorate, what kind of food you're going to make, what presents you're going to get for everybody, and how you're going to be in three places at one time to make everybody happy. Maybe you're like me and feeling a little overwhelmed at the Christmas season before us, just a little unprepared for the hustle and bustle that is to come. Well, I have good news for all of us this morning. Thanksgiving may be over, but Advent is just beginning. Advent, in the life of a church, is a time of waiting upon the birth of Christ once again. It's a time to remember and prepare our hearts for the coming Lord. So over the next 24 days here at Ashland Place, we're going to invite you to lean into this season of Advent. And sadly, we can't make the external pressures of Christmas go away because they're still going to be there, but we can provide space for you here. So each week, we're going to give you something to focus on during Advent as we journey with the apostles to the birth of Jesus. 
And so this week, we're going to be talking about Advent as a time for Thanksgiving. I'm sure that in the past week, you have been asked what you're thankful for, thought about it, or maybe even vocalized it around the Thanksgiving table. I know many people have a tradition of going around and each person naming something they're thankful for before they can start eating. And maybe if you didn't do that, perhaps you heard a touching story on the news or on social media. I know there have been lots of really sweet stories going around. Because this time of year, we know we're supposed to be thankful. It's in the name of the holiday. But aside from this time of year, aside from Thanksgiving, I wonder if you would consider yourself a grateful person. Do you regularly say thank you to those around you? Do you ever write a thank you card to somebody? And do you ever give that thanks back to God? Our scripture this morning comes from one of the most outright thankful people, writers, in the entire Bible, Paul. He begins almost every letter the same way, giving thanks to God for the people he's writing to and for their ministry. It's almost like his mantra, he can't stop giving thanks to God. Listen again to how 1 Corinthians begins. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. You see, for Paul, expressing gratitude was about more than naming the things, the material things that people have. For Paul, gratitude and thanksgiving is always about pointing people back to the source, the source of every good thing, which is God and God's grace. There's nothing we could ever do to earn or deserve this lavish gift of grace that we've been given through Christ. God's grace is not like the American dream structures and systems we have in place that say you can earn happiness, status, and worthiness in life. These ideals tell you that you can work up to being respected and important, but God's grace doesn't work that way. The grace of God has been given to you and to you and to you and to you freely, without cost. And the thing about God's grace is there's nothing any of us could have done to earn it to begin with, and there's also nothing we can do to make it any less than the gift we already have. I have a feeling that if I were to ask all of you right now what you're most grateful for, you might say things like family, friends, relationships, because those meaningful connections are the things that make life so rich. Our relationship with one another, our relationship with God, those are the things that fill our hearts with gratitude. And it's all because Jesus took on flesh that we have these gifts, these gifts of meaningful interactions and connections with one another. Advent is a time for us to remember the old cliche that Jesus is the reason for the season. We remember that God sent his son Jesus to be born in a manger, to live among humanity, that we could one day be reconciled to him. And it's because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus that we have an opportunity to give thanks back and to thank God for all of the ways he has blessed us. Did you know that there is actually a psychological connection between expressing gratitude and your health. Did anybody know this? I learned it this week. I thought it was very interesting. I read an article, I read several articles, but I'll talk about the one from Harvard Medical School. And they did extensive research over 10 years looking at how expressing gratitude actually changes you, changes your mental state and changes how you act in the world. So here are some of their findings. 
They found that great, grateful people tend to have deeper and more meaningful friendships than those who do not regularly express gratitude. And this is because through expressing gratitude, you become more empathetic towards people, you become more encouraging and less aggressive, and this leads to stronger friendships. So, if you express more gratitude, you might see that your relationships are enhanced. The second thing they found is that gratitude actually improves physical health. Grateful people experience fewer aches and pains and report feeling happier and healthier than other people. They exhibit lower levels of stress, cope better with adversity, and even sleep better. So these grateful people also are more likely to exercise and attend their regular checkups, and so grateful people actually live longer, according to the study. Next, a psychologist looked at how gratitude can improve your marriage or relationship with loved ones. Not only does expressing gratitude increase the positive feelings you feel towards another person, but it also makes you more comfortable expressing your concerns or when things aren't so positive. Thus, again, increasing that connection you have. And lastly, they found that even at work, gratitude makes a difference. They found that managers who remember to say thank you to the people who work for them saw that those employees were motivated and worked harder than those they did not say thank you to. This is incredible. As if we needed another reason to give gratitude, we now have the science behind it, that it actually changes us. It reorients us and reminds us that to be more encouraging and to be thankful for those people around us. And when we make gratitude and thanksgiving a way of life, it not only makes us healthier people, but it reorients us back to God. It reminds us that every good gift is from God, apart from whom we would have nothing. At our Jubilee service two weeks ago, Amy True shared a saying that was used in her household growing up. She said that her dad would often say this, and it went a little something like this. As you ramble through life, whatever the goal, keep your eye on the donut and not on the hole. <laughs> and I thought to myself, could there be a better way to think about your blessings, to think about the things that you've been given? We've been given so many wonderful things from God, but how often do we focus on what we're missing, what we wish we had more of, what we're frustrated about, instead of looking at the abundance that is all around us? It reminds me of another scripture by Paul to the church in Thessalonica when he says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. As Christians, we're called to give thanks, not just because of the health benefits, not because it improves basically all relationships, and not just because it makes us nicer people. We are called to give thanks as a response to the abundant grace and life we've been given through Christ. Because in all circumstances, even the hardships, there is something we can be grateful for. This doesn't mean we give thanks to God for the hardships, but it does mean that we never experience pain alone, and that is something we can thank God for. Each month in here, we come to this table, and we remember the last meal that Jesus shared with his disciples. We go through a liturgy where we remember all of these things, but something we don't always highlight is that in this remembering, we also remember that that very night Jesus was arrested after he shared this meal. 
Jesus knew that one of his disciples had already betrayed him. Jesus knew that other disciples would soon flee. And Jesus knew that the very next day he would be tortured to death. And yet, do you remember what we do whenever Jesus lifts the bread? He gives thanks to God. Even in the midst of his pain, even in the midst of knowing the suffering he's about to endure, Jesus still turns to thanksgiving and gives praise to God because Jesus knows that God will be with him in the midst of the suffering. He gives thanks knowing that God will use his pain to bring redemption and healing to the world. You know, another word for, the last, for Holy Communion is Eucharist. And that comes from the Greek word, which literally means give thanks. So we give thanks because we remember that Jesus gave thanks, even in his last moments. Offering thanksgiving and praise to God is transformative. Searching for a blessing, even in the hard situation, changes how we understand suffering. Not every day is going to be merry and bright, but when we look to God and give thanks for God's unfailing love and presence with us, everything else kind of falls into line. We can see everything from a different perspective. In this Advent season, we remember that Jesus was called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And this is probably my favorite way to describe the nature of God because I think it's so powerful that God sent Jesus to be with us in the good times and in the bad times. Emmanuel means that there's something we can always be grateful for. Thanksgiving holiday should not be the only time each year that we express gratitude or that we think about what we're grateful for. Thanksgiving and gratitude should be a way of life for those who follow after Christ. And what better time than in this Advent season? I want to leave you with three really practical ways that you can begin to cultivate <coughs> gratitude in your everyday life. And the first is prayer. One of the most basic prayers you can pray to God is, Thank you. That's it. Thank you. That's the complete prayer that you can pray to God. Adam Hamilton is a United Methodist pastor at Church of the Resurrection in Kansas City, and he gives his congregation five times a day to say thank you to God. So he says, before you get out of bed in the morning, before you eat breakfast, before you eat lunch, before you eat dinner, and before you go to bed. And he says that by giving thanks five times a day, it will improve your relationship with God and improve your prayer life. And through expressing that thanks to God, you begin to be more comfortable expressing gratitude in other areas of your life as well. So that's the first thing, it's prayer. The second way to cultivate in a lifestyle of gratitude is by keeping a prayer journal or even a note on your phone. Those researchers that found that gratitude is connected to health found that people who write down what they're grateful for at the end of the day sleep longer and better than people who don't. So there you go. Take a minute at the end of every day after you've told God thank you. Just jot down one thing that you're grateful for that day. And the third thing is to send someone a thank you note or a thank you text. And I'm really not sure why we don't do this more. But next time someone does something nice for you, or you are just reminded of someone's impact on your life, just take a few minutes and jot them a thank you note, reminding them of that. It's encouraging, it improves your relationship, and that gratitude really is contagious. So as we journey through this season together, 
Let us make time for thanksgiving. May we remember that all we have is a gift from God. The people, the experiences, all of it. All of it is a gift. Let us give thanks and spread the good news of Advent with others. In the name of God, our creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen.